This podcast is provided by 5D Logos Talk. My name is Grant Polay. All of us face adversity through our lives. Our human experience consists of peaks and valleys, great joys, and great sorrows. None of us wish for those negative moments in life, but they do something to enhance the joyful moments of celebration. When we meet with family members or friends, we love to talk. We tell stories about our day, perhaps at work or at home. What happens when something unusual occurs? We are eager to share that story. Yet something interesting also happens. We think that we are that story. For example, if we were bullied in school, we tell the story of being a bully victim. Unknowingly, we get really great at telling that story. And something else begins to happen. The past memories become deepened, and it becomes a framework for understanding our world as an adult. This belief of being a bully victim translates into how we communicate with other people. Sometimes, the person who is doing us wrong as an adult becomes the manifestation of the archetype villain from our childhood. Are you angry at your boss? It's because he's a bully just like those that picked on us during our school years. You see, I was the victim of bullying. Intense bullying. I was short, skinny, nerdy, very talkative, and judgmental. I was like a piece of raw meat to a hungry wolf. And yes, the wolves did come. I experienced at least four or five distinctive memories between ages 9 and 13 that still are vivid to this day in my adulthood. I was punched, kicked, pushed, and even had my backpack urinated on. Here is the thing. I was not only bullied by my peers, but I experienced verbal bullying from my teachers. For example, I remember asking my science teacher if I could get cancer from eating it. When I was 12 years old, my seventh grade science teacher told me that that is the dumbest thing he has ever heard and asked, who would want to eat cancer? The thing is, I was talking about something theoretical just because I was curious. It didn't matter to me whether this was likely or not. Then I remember in the eighth grade where I asked my social studies teacher about if a war occurred on the international dateline, what day would the war be recorded on? Well, my teacher told me that this was the most stupid question she ever heard. In fact, she never even answered the question. Anyway, I remember after that a student pushing me to the ground and repeating how stupid the question was that I asked. What does all of this mean? We tell ourselves stories about our experiences. We tell stories about why things happen in a certain way. In that story, I told myself that people were just bad and that I was good. I did not consider that my fellow classmates were telling their own stories about their lives. To be clear, I was not a dumb student. I would always make A's on my tests and classes, and if I got a C, I was absolutely devastated. Yet bullying is just one type of trauma. There's trauma around childhood from parental upbringing. There's trauma from car accidents. There's trauma from family illness, sexual assault, and victims of crime in general. If a person does not seek therapy after trauma, he begins to tell himself a story to his subconscious mind, and that story creates concrete beliefs inside the mind. Then that story becomes protected and is activated by certain triggers.
for instance. Maybe someone who is the victim of a crime jumps at the sound of a car door or even a physical touch. It can be all types of triggers. That trigger initiates the story. However, are we bound to these stories? Do we even know the stories that inform our lives? What if we told a new story about who we are? This brings up the concept of resilience. Why are some people able to bounce back so quickly after adversity while others seem to struggle? Let's clarify something now. This is now framed in terms of judgment. We're not speaking about what people should do. These should statements are dripping with judgmentalism and reinforce a neurotic mindset about doing the right things. No, this is not about doing the right things or the wrong things. It is about the story we tell ourselves. Some people experience setbacks, and that setback becomes the fuel to impassion them even more for their goal. There are two types of people who experience rocks, you may say, or stones in their path. One person says that the path is blocked and is no longer an option. That is, they must follow a new path. They complain about who put the large mountain in their way and how much they will miss out on arriving at their destination. But the second person looks at the mountain of rocks and sees how they can go around it. When they can't go around it, they decide to climb over it. For the second person, the rocks, the mountain, allows them to rise higher and they then admire the beauty of the surroundings and feel thankful for the higher perspective. Then they continue on their journey until they arrive at their destination. This second person has resilience. We live in a society that does not reward resilience. Resilience is the ability of a person to adjust to or recover readily from illness, adversity, major life challenges. Culture, and sometimes even family, want us to feel disempowered and victimized. True, maybe family does not consciously want this, but it is certainly present desire inside of their subconscious mind that is flooded with disempowering narratives. Our culture wants us to agree with that story of victimhood and even provide resources to support that narrative. The person then accepts this emotional baggage and learns to carry it with him through life. He shows people his emotional baggage and lets people know that he can do anything he wants as long as his emotional support baggage is allowed to come with him. A resilient person is different because she feels empowerment. She has learned to perform reframing and thus tell a new story about her experience. There are no problems, only challenges to be overcome. A resilient person appreciates the story that might produce the emotional baggage. She rejects carrying this baggage because she wants to feel not the anxiety about whether people will accept that story. Let's be clear again here. We're not talking about keeping things bottled up inside. This is certainly not about condemning people who experience trauma. People have a right to acknowledge their experience. Who are we to ever judge whether someone should just get over something, as they say. If you think this is about what people should do, you're missing the point. Resilience is not something that you practice either. It's an end result or product of much work done ahead of time. If you're telling yourself, I'm going to be resilient, 
That may be a good start to set the intention, but you will need to put in the work ahead of time prior to the traumatic event or after. For instance, how do you cope with stress on a daily basis? Do you practice mindful breathing? Do you practice a good diet? Do you exercise your mind? Do you practice forgiveness? Forgiveness is very powerful. Our body has a nervous system with two main functions, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is for fight or flight. It's meant to energize us and get us moving away from the danger. The other type is the parasympathetic nervous system, which is used for relaxation and calmness. Parasympathetic nervous system supports cellular restoration and good digestion. It leads to good health. Unfortunately, some people are always in their sympathetic nervous system. If you are constantly watching the news, fighting with people, arguing on social media, or engaging in road rage, you are in your sympathetic nervous system. On the other hand, if you're meditating, practicing mindful breathing, laughing, and joking, you are in the parasympathetic nervous system. Our culture wants us to be in a constant state of fight or flight. Each time you tell yourself a story based on love, joy, and appreciation, you are activating your parasympathetic nervous system. Every joyful smile and laugh heal cells in your body. In fact, you can speed up the healing process by just being incredibly joyful. What happens when we experience trauma? The mind desperately wants to avoid that type of pain ever again. So it processes the events and creates triggers to start a narrative that will avoid the situation in the future. But we can easily become a slave of that story. What if we told ourselves the story that most empowers us? True, we cannot change events and experiences in the past, but we can tell ourselves a story of the good that can result from that experience. This, of course, never justifies the actions of people who create harm. No, this is not about validating their behavior, by no means. Instead, this is about taking back your power that was unjustly taken from you. Eventually, the bullying for me became so bad that I became suicidal and quit school to do homeschooling. You have to understand that school was a traumatic war zone for me where it felt that I was fighting for my survival. My memories of that time are limited because I think my mind blocked out a lot of that anxiety. In some ways, I was not full, fully conscious. And perhaps that could have been the end of my story. When I fast forward in time, I homeschooled and got into playing piano, studying Latin, Hebrew, and Greek, learned about mind palaces from the Greeks and advanced memory training, took an English vocabulary course, and studied computer programming. I homeschooled for two years and helped my father occasionally dig the foundation's trenches for the homes that he built. I then had remembered an older friend who had just graduated as valedictorian from high school. As I was digging the ditch, I told myself that I wanted to go back to school and become valedictorian of my high school to show all those that bullied me that I had risen higher. I stepped on the rock metaphorically that they had placed on my path. It was not that I felt better than them. I just realized how sad the story was of their own life. In a way, 
I developed love for those that hurt me. It is said that hurt people hurt people. Well, I say that healed people heal people. After two years of homeschooling, I went back to high school and graduated as valedictorian. Now, I do want to state that there were five other valedictorians that year because we all had a 4.0 GPA. Later, a school counselor informed me that my story was used to secure funding from the federal government for a grant to fight bullying. How ironic is that? The story of Grant helped to get a government grant. Anyway, I was never interviewed for it, but it was something shared with me many years after graduating high school. When I looked back, I learned how to tell a new story. This pattern of emerging resilience would repeat in my life. In 2018, I experienced a divorce, which traumatized me. Then in 2019, I had another driver run a red light and as a result got a broken neck from a car accident. Fortunately, I recovered fully, became certified as a yoga instructor in 2020. Then I decided to finish my bachelor's degree. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that I had gone to college for two years and had dropped out. At the beginning of 2020, when COVID was just starting, I resumed my college studies and two years later graduated as summa cum laude with a 4.0 GPA at the end of 2021. None of this is about bragging or wanting anyone to think highly of me. It's about sharing my personal story and how when I tell myself a story that I create and control, I become empowered. I feel blessed and honored that I somehow, in some weird way, learned resilience. If you have experienced trauma, you do not need to feel obligations about what you should do or how you should feel. Feel the freedom to tell a story that empowers you. Step into your consciousness because life is in the living. Use your words to bring liberty to your life instead of using your words as a chain to control you. Release the limiting beliefs that hold back your full potential. Learn the power of your storytelling to become resilient. This is 5D Logos Talk with Grant Pillay. Thank you.